everyone and welcome back to the Donkey Kong Artist Podcast. I am Patrick Shanley, one of your hosts, and reaffirming what I said on the last podcast that we did, which was a couple weeks ago, and I apologize because I said we were going to get into a regular cadence, but I had a child in the interim, so that's why we haven't been on. It's not that we're not interested in doing the podcast or that we're not set up to do a podcast, it's because I've been caring for a little version of myself, uh, though she's a girl, not a boy. Anyway, um, I'm wreck. I am ready for the podcast, I'm rambling, uh, I'm joined as always by my best friend and co-host Edmund Arnold. Eddie, how you doing? I'm happy because babies are coming into this world, yay, Woo, and we babies. actually have an excuse for not recording now, we can, <laughs> we, can just, we can just blame babies now, it's the baby's fault. That's mostly why I had the child, was just so I could use that as an excuse to get out of things. I need to have more children, or no, I don't have any children, I need to have a child so I have an excuse to what well, technically any number is more than zero, so yeah, more children would be any child at this but point. You legit have a logical excuse to get out of stuff now because you can just be like, well, my baby has a runny nose. Oh, yeah, I'm going to use it all the time. Like, if I don't want to go to a party or if somebody's doing something stupid that I don't care about. Oh, man, baby, sorry. Oh, I'm so jealous of you right now. It's I, pretty great. I did not know any reasons why anyone would have kids now. I now know why. Yes. And now I want one. Just to get out of social obligations. That's literally yes. the only reason. They're yes. kind of cute, but mostly that. Also, Are if you want to be covered in poop all the time, I recommend having a baby. Cause okay. They're covered in poop a lot, yeah. Ugh, ugh. Okay. Well, well. Congratulations. Thank you. It's applause. a whole thing. I'm gonna put a round of applause thing right here. Yay! Thank you. I deserve that. I do because I created life. Um, all by yourself. Thank you. With no help from anyone else. Speaking of amazing accomplishments, a uh, Finnish game studio called Housemark. Is it pronounced Housemark? Housemark A. Housemark A. I like Housemark A because it sounds like House Party, which is an awesome movie with mm-hmm, one of the greatest mm-hmm. haircuts of all time. Um, a good game. <laughs> there's a photo. Oh, no, after party. After party. Sorry. There's a photo of you um, that I've seen from, like, grade school that you have, like, a full-on, like, that cube haircut that was, like, in-house party. It's, it's called from, a flat like, top. <laughs> I don't even know what the name of it is. It's For from, white like, people out there, it's called a flat top. Thank Not you. a cube haircut. Let me put that in my white person notebook so I know in the future. <laughs> it's from, like, 1995. It's the greatest photo ever made. You should post it online. I might have it posted, but yeah, I know I know what photo you're talking about. It's pretty sweet. I'm, yeah. I'm jealous that my hair doesn't do that. Uh, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Returnal. Returnal is a new game that came out. It is kind of like the big game of the moment, I guess. Sure. I mean, Resident Evil 2 now, but it was the big yeah. game that launched. And surprise, surprise, people have issues with one of the parts of the game, uh, which we're going to dive into. Eddie, you've played Returnal. Kind of lay the scene for us here. I don't think it's one of the parts of the game. I think it's the behind the game's design in general. So, if you have not heard about the PlayStation 5 exclusive called Returnal by <laughs> developers House Marquet. House Marquet. It is a roguelike experience, behind-the-back, third-person shooter, very difficult game, very beautiful game, very entertaining game. But, it's, it, like I said, it's very difficult. So, I think it, people are having issues because in most roguelikes, if things get too intense, you can step away from it. You can pause it, step away, and come back at it a little later. So And then, you know, bang your head against the wall again to try to get through that section that you're in. Returnal does not allow you to do that. Returnal wants you to sit down for the entirety of your runs and play it, and some of these runs can last up to three hours, I hear. Oof. So <laughs> I have I have not got past the first boss. Um, I have not been able to like really focus on Returnal because I'm, I'm still playing a little Monster Hunter and some Pokemon Snap. Because you suck at games. Because I suck at games, and it's, it's a very hard game, and it's probably going to take me my... 30s to get through this game but <laughs> that is that is a concern that's coming up from a lot of people and they're calling for house market to change it they want to be able to put their game in rest mode or be able to save and bounce out during one of these uh, um long runs and i don't know how i feel about it i don't either and let me lay out i haven't played this game but let me give my thoughts on just this topic in general and then we can kind of dive in more i guess um it's hard for me to talk about these types of things because my life is so... I'm older now, you know, and I'm not an 18-year-old gamer anymore in college or in high school playing these games. So to find three hours of time at all is very difficult for me to carve out. 
knowing that, I don't think that this game is for me then at the moment. And I think that's fine. And that's sort of my top thing here is not every game needs to be for me. I don't need to play every game. And it doesn't make it a bad game just because I'm not the target audience for it or somebody who can enjoy it to the level that it's supposed to be enjoyed at. That said, I think it's a valid gripe that, like, you know, three hours is a long time. I know not every run is going to be that long. And to have to sit down and not have an option is part of it. But at the same time, it's the artistic vision of the people who made the game. And also, that's what the game is. You know, that's the mechanic behind the game. And if that's not what you want, then they don't have to change it. You just don't have to buy it. Does everything have to be made specifically for you at that moment? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I actually I absolutely agree with you. Um almost said i accidentally agree with you which would be <laughs> which that's probably more accurate fitting too yeah so <laughs> um but yeah it is if it's along if it fits with the game's design i don't see where the where you can complain about it right um and also i just i if a developer comes out and this is their intention to make you want to sit down for these three hours to really experience what the, what the main character—I don't even know the main character's name. Wow, you're really into this game. It's Celine, I think, is her name. Um, she's a white woman, dude. Like, how, how many more white women can we play with? Um, <laughs> so, it, you know, to experience that, like, I don't know where I am. I could die at any second. It gets really intense. So, I understand if that's the developer's intent—is that they want their gamers to be, like really be in that moment. And if I can save the game or I can put the game down and come back to it a little later that explain that completely changes the experience of that run right right so I I get their intention with that I also understand your point with that a lot of gamers are older now a lot of us I think the average age of a gamer right now I think is their mid or beginning 40s I could be wrong though um, but I know it's like mid 30s to like their early 40s that's what a majority of people that are playing video games are right now and a majority of those people have families so I think I think the common gripe that I've seen on Twitter and on other um, spears that are covering this game is that how can I sit down for three hours after work and play this game when I have a family that I have to attend to, and like you said, then I don't know if these t- are the type of games for you. Um, so maybe you should try to find something more casual, or maybe Returnal. Mm-hmm. Returnal is something that you should pick up, and it's a seventy dollar game, so. That's a lot of that's a lot of cheddar to be putting down for a game if you don't want to, you know if you can't sit down for the three to five hours that it takes you to complete the runs. Right, and I can understand it more if you didn't know that, right? Like I shelled out seventy bucks, I did not know that this was the case with this game, and then I booted it up and be like, well, crap, I can't even play this game, and I just spent seventy bucks on it. Then I get it. But if at this point that people know that this is part of the game, this is what you're getting into with the game, well, then you know that's probably not the game for you. And I, I don't want to fault an artist and make an artist change their vision which is something that has become rampant in media in general i mean for the better in a lot of cases like the sonic the hedgehog redesign but it does open a scary Mm -hmm. box i think of the consumers deciding what art is and what art needs to be to cater to them so i don't like that um and i also just want some kind of consistency here because Look, people took criticism with Red Dead Redemption. I know that you've done this with Red Dead Redemption 2, and that it's slow. It's slow-paced. You have to walk through camp. But I love that because it made you live in the game. It's an interactive medium, and they decided to make you live in that game. But then at the same time, in that same year, everyone celebrates God of War and won every single award, which it should. It was a great game. But one of the sequences in that game is literally you just walking, backtracking for a long period of time through all the maps that you did just holding your son. You know, and I don't want to give too much detail because it's a spoiler, but it's a pretty big segment in the game. And Corey Barlog, mm-hmm. the director of the game, specifically said, he told me this personally multiple times, I wanted people to live in that moment. So he deliberately made it slow and something you couldn't hop out of and you have to walk through. That said, you could pop out, I guess, and then load it back up. I never tried to do that because it'd be a weird, <laughs> like the apex of the emotion of that story. would be like, hey, you know what? I want to check out yeah. what's going on in Roblox right now. But I think that's a little different because that's one sequence in that game. Which sure. Was, I, which was, I, I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. But, you know, in Red Dead Redemption, the entire game was a walking simulator. Um, How dare you? Sh- where you could shoot some people occasionally. Um, I shot so, people a lot. Well, yeah, of course you did. <laughs> you enjoyed that game. But, yeah, you know, I get what you're saying. Um, but, you know, it, I, it, and it also poses the question, like, I really want to play Resident Evil a Village, right? But I don't like jump scares. So am I right to talk um, to, to call out and go on Twitter and start no not Twitter right, and call out these developers and tell them that well hey you need to take out these jump scares so I can enjoy your game? I mean I don't see how that's not a valid argument and it's 
it's it's frustrating to me if anyone would say that that's not right how is this different and i and i'm glad you brought that up because it's the exact same thing with me i don't like survival horror games i guess returnal it's not really a survival horror game but it's kind of a horror game right um mm. sure i mean not the same yeah. way like dead space or I like think, yeah. Resident evil is it's, but it's a thriller let's say i'm not into that you know well then do they have to change all of that so like to cater to me or do at a certain point I go like well I guess this isn't the game for me you know I'm not interested in playing Resident Evil Village I know from many people I've spoken to who have played the game that it's great I don't want to play it because it does not interest me I'm not into that type of game would I go online and say that Resident Evil has to be changed to fit what I want it to be no then I'd be an asshole yeah and just and this is tough right because I really want to play Resident Evil Village I really want to play Resident Evil because of the big lady no, God. Be, no. be honest, Edmund. No. It's because of the big. I'm woman. I am five foot five. Big woman? No. Mm-mm. Tall woman? Absolutely not. That's what I'm um, saying. You need to go one extreme or the other. You either want somebody I, way bigger than you or somebody way smaller than you. I don't want to be with someone who can carry me. I, I like emasculation is fun, but not that type of emasculation. <laughs> like step on my throat, slap me, but like don't carry me. That that's where I draw the line. Got it. And that whole like that is weird too. I don't even want to get into that. That whole. That is that this the media the circus Whoa. around this game has been so weird. I okay, sorry. This is like another like little thing. Why is everything in the entire world is sexualized now? Which whatever, dude. Like, do what you want to do. But it seems a little weird to me that we are constantly like everything that is not even sexualized like has to be sexualized, and then everyone's writing about it and be like, eh, it's funny, like to talk about how horny we are all the time, and then also demonizing sexuality at the same time. Like they do the exact same thing all the time. It drives me nuts. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a completely different topic, but I know it's just it's you're crazy. completely you're completely right because I was like I thought we were done doing this and sexualizing fictional characters, but now it seems like it's really popular with this character in particular. I don't know if it's because she's it's fun. I don't know. I don't. I can't. I I, don't I know. know it's tongue in cheek and it's funny. It's just bizarre how a game that is deliberately sexualized, like Dead or Alive, which like that's the reason people are buying it is because it's sexualized, and that's a major issue. And like we can't have that. But also, let's sexualize characters that are not sexualized in any way at all because we yeah. think it's funny. She's a horror character. Um, so I, I don't know. That's a whole different whole different what was your original point i have no idea i've got now now i'm thinking about tall like now i'm thinking of pictures on twitter that i'm seeing of like men laying out on a tall woman's butt it's just been weird (laughs) it's been weird dude like it's been weird this has been a weird year for video games and like resident evil village the circus around it has been it's been crazy we were talking about um which is a much less interesting conversation than talking about the weird fetishes that a lot of people online have uh we were talking about if they changed a survival horror game because people didn't like jump scares in it. But you can use it with anything, right? Like, difficulty is one thing, and this was... Remember when Sekiro Sekiro. or Sekiro, whatever it was, uh, that people were saying it was too difficult and that it shouldn't be done that way? And it was pretty much largely the same type of conversation had there. And I... Look, I get it. Like, I understand that there are people who can't play through certain games. It didn't used to be as much of an issue as it seems to be nowadays. You know, like something like Battletoads where nobody ever beat that game. I stand that no one has ever beaten that game. Anything that you see of somebody beating that game is clearly a photoshopped version of video. You can't be beaten. You can't be beaten. Um, and that wasn't an issue back then. Now it is because more people are playing, I guess. But it seems unacceptable now that somebody couldn't play through a game. That everyone needs to be able to play through every game at all times. And everything kind of needs to cater to whatever somebody wants it to be and that's a bigger issue to me i think mm-hmm. i don't know if they're inextricable but i do think there's a little bit of a nuance between a game having an easy difficulty or fundamentally changing what a game is which is what returnal seems to be if that's what the vision is of the creators then that's what the game is and if you don't like it play a different game yeah exactly and and i wonder if this conversation would be different if 2021 wasn't so dry and that like back to my original point that i was trying to make before i started talking about tall lady butts um (laughs) like i you know i wonder if the reason why people are so adamant about wanting to be able to complete returnal and be able to play returnal um is because they don't have anything else to play right now right because there's nothing else out there and this is like the only game that you can play on playstation 5 that feels like a playstation 5 game this is the first game that i played besides miles morales that actually feels like a next-gen game so I'm wondering if that's what is driving a lot of this vitriol right now. It's just that people don't have anything else to play. I'm wondering if there was more a diversity of games to play. Would there not be such just, make this easy. I want to be able to play it. I want to be able to play it on the weekends. I want to come home and put my baby to sleep and be able to play it. I wonder if that would be different if we had like 
a God of War out right now and a Horizon out right now and maybe a mul- multiple indie games right now. It just seems like there's nothing to play, so people are just hyper-fixating on issues and a few games that are coming out. Yeah, and to have this much fervor over what is basically like a double-A game, not quite a triple-A game. You it, know. Is it a double-A? Would we consider Housemarque a double-A? I know, it's hard to... There's That line is so blurred at this point. You know, what even is a triple-A game? What is it? But it's an independent studio, is it not? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm looking it up now. Yeah, I believe... I do not think they're owned by another studio, and I'm trying to find it. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's independent. Okay. It's owned independently. Yeah, it's not. It does not a subsidiary of another studio, which makes okay. it technically an independent game. Even though, here's the other thing too. It can be. It can be an indie game that looks like a triple A game. You can also have a triple A game that looks like an indie game. It's. I think the definition of these terms has gotten very cloudy where people think if it looks a certain way if it plays a certain way then it's a triple a game when really it just means like are you owned by a massive parent company that cranks out different games i thought sony purchased it that's why i was i didn't know if it was indie well Uh, they they might have a publisher they clearly have a publishing deal yeah they have a they have a i know they have a contract but i thought sony outright purchased them a couple years ago but as far as i can tell that doesn't seem to be the case no maybe i'm wrong no i'm wrong i'm wrong i think you're right I'm well, that sounds right. That's normally the case. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, um, I I think you're right. If there was a bigger game out there right now, this obviously wouldn't be getting as many headlines. There wouldn't be as many people talking about it. Um, I'm a little surprised to say hear you say that Miles Morales felt like a PS5 game because I didn't think it felt like a PS5 game at all. Um, it but pretty we, like a PS5 game. It's fine. It felt like a, a PS4 Plus game at best, maybe. Uh, we don't really have games, and we've had this conversation many times, that make these consoles worthwhile at the moment. No, um, we don't. And so is, I guess we're nitpicking, right? Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people are. Is they're nitpicking because we they're just, like you said, There's we haven't really had a PS5 game. I think this is the first PS5 only game to be released this year is it even if it's not it's definitely one of like the bigger ones this is like the biggest one i would say other than miles morales which also came on ps4 so i feel like most games that have dropped for the ps5 besides the demon souls remake have been ps also games that you can purchase on ps4 and i also like godfall but no one played godfall yeah um it's it's that early cycle of a console where it's like, oh yeah, I forgot about like. Remember Sneak King on the 360? That was a freaking awesome game. Remember Knack? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> do I remember Knack? Does anyone Sneak remember Knack? Sneak King, yeah. I forgot about Sneak King. Uh, Sneak King was a legit game. Was it? It's the sure, best game sure. based on a fast food burger company's sure. mascot that I've ever played. Sure, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. There we go. Okay, okay. You win that argument. Okay. But yeah, it's it, you know it's just it's unfortunate. Um, Returnal is a good like I have not got through the first biome, but it's the first game that I played that I honestly felt like oh this is what the PlayStation Five can do. Um, the three the three D audio if you're playing that game on your headphones it is remarkable. I'm hearing things I never thought I could hear in a video game before, and you can hear everything. Um, the game feels great. Um, Haptic intro- feedback. Yeah, the haptic feedback, man. Um, so it feels snappy. I know I, my mistakes are my mistakes. If I die, it's not anything because of the game. It is because I made that mistake. It looks beautiful. I think the story, I like what it, the story is doing. I think there's a lot of mystery behind it, and I like the thriller, psychological thriller feeling behind it. So I think the game is doing a lot of great things. And I think it's one of the true great games that we have that have been released for this next gen. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I do hope that people get to experience. And I, you know, you can cheat it. I, I we spoke before the podcast, but I was wrong. It looks like you can put your game on rest mode and pause it, but you just can't, you know, jump on the Hulu. You can't jump on the Netflix. You can't jump onto your uh, Road to the Show franchise um, and then jump back in, right? So, um, yes, it's unfortunate. I know difficulty, hard games are really hard, especially when you're, you know, approaching 30, 40 and you have other obligations. But, you know, try to make some time on the weekends. You're an, you're an adult. You can schedule something. You can try to schedule some time. Like, don't or, talk to me for two hours, three, four hours yeah, if you can. Tell your friends you can't hang out because you have a kid. Uh, or you could just not play this <laughs> game and realize that it's not for you. Uh, I... I I had a point, and then it just completely came out of my head. Oh, the these types of games where the experience is really baked in, the difficulty is really baked in. 
recently, right before my daughter was born, I was playing a lot of Dead Cells, which I realized I'm like late on, but I just got really into it. Dead Cells is brutally difficult, um, especially as you go on through the game. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's just what the game is. It's a very difficult game. If you didn't want to play that, then you wouldn't play it. But there's nothing else you can do about it. And that becomes a niche audience in and of itself. And it had a great success because it caters to those types of people. The same way that Dark Souls made an entire genre out of this. Of just being so difficult that there's like a sense of you get this rewarding feeling when you finish it and that's very appealing to a lot of people and for better or worse for somebody who's done that because you feel like you accomplished something when you played the game you feel a little cheated if somebody could just turn it on easy difficulty and then come up to you and be like oh yeah I beat that game be like well you didn't beat it the same way that I beat it and I mean, I guess that's a conversation in of itself. I don't think you should take like personal pride in beating a video <laughs> game personally, but if you do, good for you. And I get it. And I did. There is a difference, clearly. I mean, like, if you want to be realistic about it, I mean, there is a difference between like really beating a game on its highest difficulty and beating a game on the easy mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And it, you know, I I think there's a good. There still needs to be challenging games out there. I think that yeah. there's there's some people out there that really want to challenge, and I know I put 30 and 40-year-olds all into a box, but there are some people that, 30 and 40-year-olds that really like the Bloodborne series and can sit down and play it. I just think that people throw their hands up. I think like a big argument around games right now are the, the length of games, and I think there is a big push to try to make games shorter because people don't have the time to sit down for four to five hour sessions anymore. And I think that is coming from the older generation of gamers. And yeah. I just, I just, and I feel like Returnal is a part of this conversation where people don't, people want to be able to come home, play a game for thirty to forty-five minutes, and then do that every day, right? I think I don't know if this is destiny. I don't know if this is the way that li- I don't know if we we are shifting because live service games operate this way. Yeah. I don't know exactly. I don't, and I don't know if it was because lifestyle changes are happening. You could write a. a paper about it but it just seems like there's been this shift in the way that we handle the length of games in the last like maybe five to ten years because i know when i was growing up the big push was like oh no we want 30 to 40 hour games if a game is 10 hours we're going to revolt against it i want to sit down and be able to play a game for years so and it just seems like there's a huge sudden sudden shift all of a sudden it's interesting you bring that up because it's kind of both at the same time you have games now that live forever you know games that live Roblox has been around for 16 years Minecraft has been around for what 12 years whatever long it's been Um, so these games just live forever they change constantly but they're like living service games and then you have other games that are one story and they could be 10 hours and you spend 70 bucks on something that took you 10 hours to finish and then it's done and then you put it on your shelf and you may never play it again or you have games from 25 years ago like Final Fantasy 7 that I played 50 times but can take 40, yeah. 60 hours especially if you want to do everything in those games so they're huge. Right. I don't know why you wouldn't want more content in a game that you were paying for and then again to just go back to the main thing I, if you want to tell an artist how to make something or a developer or a studio then vote with your wallet which is what I always say. Right. If you don't want it don't buy it but do not try to like artificially force them to do things and change the artistic vision if you're still buying it anyway. You're still buying it and now you're trying to bully them into changing what their artistic vision was and I have an issue with that. You are not the owner of this IP. Just because you bought a copy of it does not mean it belongs to you as an intellectual property. That's the people who created it. And if this was their vision, then that's their vision. And they shouldn't be forced into changing their artistic vision because you deemed it's not what you wanted. And especially when it's like... And this is often the case. It's a small group of people who are just loud or one person, two people who are influential and are able to change something just because, oh, it was written in this this publication. So, like, now I have to change it. Right, right. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I, I completely agree with you. And how, what do you say to those people that are like, well, you know, they wouldn't be a studio without us. They have to cater to our needs. Like, this is what we want. And if you want to be a good developer then you need to, you know, cater to what we want. How, how do you how would you respond to that? I would look that, at that is something that bothers me. Well, then look at the dollar sales, you know, like is that true? Is it supported by the fact that people are buying this or not buying this? If that was true, if I made something like um, let's say No Man's Sky, right, which did not succeed the way that they wanted to or something like an Anthem, right, by BioWare. It, well, it didn't perform well. People didn't buy it cuz they didn't want it. But if everyone went out and bought Anthem and it made 
you know, a billion dollars. I don't know what his sales were, but if it like did much better than it did. And then we're like, well, this needs to change. This may be a bad example because it's like a living service game, but if it wasn't. Um, and people still bought it and then said it needed to change. Like one group of people was like, this has to be completely different. But a ton of people were still buying it. Well, ignore them and see if it keeps selling. And that's what the majority of people actually want. Or cater to them and then see what happens afterwards. I mean, you get to make a decision as the the IP owner. But I would say uh, you got to be, look, it's a business. You know, you're driven by what uh, people vote with their wallets, whether they want to or not, actually. It's true. I mean, I think it truly is just that simple. It boils down to that. If you bought it, it means you were interested in it. Yeah. You all, I agree. I agree. I, it's it's just unfortunate. The, it's unfortunate. It's just arrogant to me in a lot of ways. And I think that's the thing that kind of gets boiled out of this. And they use like language that people use a lot. There's a lot of privilege in being able to go online and tell somebody that like they need to change something they created to cater to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's I, I understand. I like I said, I've, I've made this point before. I understand people don't have a lot to play. So, ho- you know, we'll see what happens within the next couple of years. If there's still going to be a, like a big push, and we'll see when these more difficult games come out. Because I, you know, it's like we saw with Sekiro. We, we we're seeing it with Returnal. I wonder if this is going to be a constant <sighs> battle now is that these games that are w- really difficult if are people going to be and it's, especially since accessibility is such a hot topic right now and yeah so many games are doing such a great job but i i don't know where you draw the line if a game is too hard i don't know it's hard right I and i get that side of the argument too like I like a lot of the stuff that's being done with accessibility. I wrote about it many times. I wrote about the Xbox adaptive controller multiple times and talked to everyone involved in that and even the people that they sourced it from. And before that thing even came out, I was writing about this. So I get it. Um, at the same time, I do think that this is art and I don't like consumers telling artists what they can and cannot make and forcing them to change what their product is. And let me also just remind anyone who might be listening that Sekiro also won Game of the Year and sold incredibly well. So... And it didn't change its difficulty. No, it didn't. it didn't. I don't think it even catered to anybody. I think it was. I don't even think it released anything that said like, "We hear you." I think even Returnal, the House Mark A, came out with a statement like, "We hear you. Mm-hmm. Keep trying our game, please. Like, keep you know, this is the way it was intended, but we hear you. We might do something." Yeah. And well, I, what else I just can you? Bad. I, I do too. Because what else can you ask from that? You know, they're not not listening to you. I guess. I mean, they hear you, and if they do, it's up to. It's ultimately their decision. I just don't, I don't know, I guess it's hard, like I get the accessibility part of it, but I don't think that's, I think that's been co-opted by so many other people that aren't in that community, Um, so I have an issue with that, but even if that wasn't the case, I just don't understand how you cannot think of yourself as self-important to go and tell somebody who made something out of nothing that they need to change what they created. How would you feel if somebody did that to you? And you know, that doesn't work the other way, right? You can write an article and then, and in fact, you can write an article that's factually inaccurate and then somebody can tell you that it's factually inaccurate and then you won't even change your article, which in and of itself is mind-blowing that somebody would do that. But you don't do it the opposite way, so why should they do it for you? Especially because they don't owe you anything. They created something for you. You're right. I agree. Soapbox. Soapbox. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a good conversation. I I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But there's a lot to it. You know, you made a great game. People love it. People are buying it. I would love. I don't know the numbers of this game. Um, It's doing good. Um, I think it's uh, you know a moderate hit. It's not a massive, like mind blowing hit. Like uh, I I was gonna say something that's like a stupid comparison, but it's not something like um, like Among Us where it's everywhere. But it is. It's a it's a successful game, and it should be. It's beautiful. I mean, I know Pokemon Snap is selling more than it, but, you know, I think... Um, <laughs> yeah, and brand I, you know, new I'm, IP, something that's been around since 1996 and has made, like, what, hundreds of billions of dollars in this Well, point. yeah, and then also, I don't know if Returnal numbers are going to be affected by the lack of PS5 sh- um, that are available right now. That's so, true, too. And then everybody has a Switch, so... Because um, I saw a bunch of people like, well, look at Pokemon Snap beat the PS5 exclusive. I'm like, well, come on. You're putting Pokemon up against a new IP like you just said. And there are what? I think they just said this. There are 83 or 88 million sh- uh, Switches have been sold. Everyone has a Switch. Yeah. If, if you meet someone who doesn't have a Switch, slap them. Because you're like, what? What? I do. I generally just, that's my the way I live my life. 
like I don't I don't understand like anyone who plays video games that doesn't have a Switch like like leave don't do it don't do anything anymore lock yourself in your room I do truly love my Switch a lot I yes. play it too much it's just I'm so playing. easy to play and again it brings me back to the topic that we always touch on toilet gaming which is just yes. that's the wave of the future yes I can play Monster Hunter on the toilet now it, it is fantastic as God intended it Monster Hunter on the toilet just like God intended yep it's a song and everything yeah Love feel it. free to use that Capcom in your marketing materials um, let's move on to our other topic of the day which was one of the bigger topics all week this week and one of my favorite things that's going on is um, Epic Epic versus Apple Battle of the Giants they had court hearings this week uh, there was a lot of hilarious things that were said uh, a lot of really interesting things that came out of it that really didn't seem like they would have come out of this type of court hearing. Uh, Sony getting dragged into the conversation. Uh, a whole bunch of conversations about what even is a game. Um, some hilarious emails. One of my favorite ones is that Tim Sweeney sent an e- Tim Sweeney sends an email to Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, and the very first word in it after he says, "Hey Tim," is "y'all," which I just thought was hilarious. Um, these are like two of the richest men in the entire world, and they're just like having this converse, casual conversation. Uh, anyway, one of the things that I thought was very interesting that came out of this, which really didn't have that much to do with the um, lawsuit at hand, which was really about the cut that Apple and other online storefronts get from games, um, which is the crux of all of this, is that Apple's marketing director, Tristan Kosminka, Kosminka, I apologize for horribly mispronouncing that, um, he said, I'm going to quote him here, it's a little bit longer, but Roblox is an app in which users create a profile, hang out with their friends, and they can join in these experiences that I would look at as content. And so, if you think of a game or app, games are incredibly dynamic. Games have a beginning and end. What do they? There are challenges in place. I look at the experiences that are in Roblox similar to the experiences that are in Minecraft. Minecraft, Minecraft. These are maps, these are worlds, and they have boundaries in terms of what they're capable of. So basically what his argument is here is that these aren't actually games. They're more platforms. Which, they're chat rooms. Yeah, he has a point. Let me say that first off. And then second off, the reason why this is incredibly bizarre that Apple would be saying this in a court filing with Epic is that Tim Sweeney, the CEO of Epic, said the very same thing about his own platform, which is what he calls it, with Fortnite. He said Fortnite is a platform. So what is that when you're defining your game as a platform versus ga- a game? What 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 is the purpose of that? What's it? Well, first off, my question is, what is even the difference at this point? I, and then I guess it's uh, what they're trying to say is that uh, you know like the amount of the cut that you get through these it, it differs between a platform and what a game is because you get different cuts through the store. Ugh. This is getting muddy. Okay. It's super muddy. And this is what all legal things are like. If anyone's ever sat in a courtroom and hopefully not on the bench, <laughs> but I've, I've, I'm not a legal reporter. I never have been, but I did do some legal reporting at THR because it was a small legal department and because I was interested in it. So I did sit in on some court hearings um, and they're very dry and they're very hard to suss out and understand what's going on. And they hit on a lot of stuff that makes your head spin. And that's what this was this week. And that's what this statement kind of is. It's like, I mean, does he have a point? Does Tristan have a point here? Kind of. I mean, yeah. I, he kind of has a point, but I'm more confused about the... So a platformer is different from a platform game, which is different than a live service game. Wait, which is different than... Wait. <laughs> so it's a live service platform. See, this is why I'm getting confused. So, I mean, he makes, a, he, he, may, he makes a valid point, right? Because a lot of these young... I mean, the Roblox in particular, young people are getting on the Roblox to socialize, right? Yep. It's, I was home um, and I was with a 12-year-old uh, who lives with my parents and he's getting on Roblox not to play anything in particular, but he is getting on Roblox to hang out with his friends. And like even the like chat rooms or whatever rooms, the game lobby, I guess you can call it, like they have specific different types of like ch- genres, I, I guess is the word, yeah. that you can jump into similar to when we were kids and there used to go on AOL and it used to be like, Hey, jump into this chat room about music. Whoa, hey, that is a throwback. Chat Holy room cow. About, um, jump into the chat room about video games. Hey, you want to talk about Final Fantasy VII? Here, the chat room just for that. It ASL. Ga- it, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> so when I looked at them, got, you know, jumping into their different lobbies, I was like, oh my god, this is just their form of AIM. This is their chat rooms. This is their AOL.com. Yeah, the nerds. Mean, his- <laughs> They are nerds. We were nerds too. Um, yeah, man, history repeats itself. 
it's a good uh, two things you said are really good points one is that it is a platform by the very nature of what we describe a platform as right because you log on you're in a hub which is a platform and then you go to different places and all of it's built around sociability right it's not a game that you play in a vacuum you play with other people and it's not a platform game like mario yeah, it's not a platformer yeah sorry <laughs> we have old people being like wow what's the difference what, well, what? <laughs> of course fortnite's not a platform game oh but I mean, even even Facebook and other places are looking at Fortnite as it's one of their biggest competitors. And um, I mean, Netflix famously said that their biggest competitors, who they lose to, is not HBO; it's Fortnite, uh, because Fortnite just sucks up eyeballs, especially with old people. And it's where kids hang out; it's their social space, particularly in a pandemic when they don't have other places to go. Um, so it is a platform, but it's also a game. But you could say the same thing about the actual platforms that call themselves platforms, like Facebook. Facebook has games on it. Does that make Facebook a game? Yeah, you're. I mean, you're. Mm. <laughs> What's you're a right. game? Also, right. frankly, um, I don't know. Now I'm getting super nebulous with this. But if I was a lawyer and I had to argue against this, is Twitter not kind of a game? It's kind of a game. It's about getting a high score. Mm. Is it? Is it not? Mm. Then why do we track? Likes? Are there any rules in Twitter though? Uh, well, I mean that's super nebulous, but yeah. And kinda. is a rule like? Is there anything people I don't, I don't play th- pretend on Twitter all the time? You know. Yeah, but you can't like advance in Twitter d- depending on your skill. Cool, can't you though? Because you can get a verified badge. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Oh gosh! Look, Dude, I'm is, not even this really is crazy. This I don't is even. Difficult. I don't even believe this argument. I'm just saying I know, for the I sake know. of devil's advocate here. Like, what is a game? And what does it mean? And that's basically what they're saying here. And it's a really important question as things start to go forward. And we've been talking about this for years. I love this trial because it's kind of what everyone has been saying about the industry for years, is that this is going to happen. You know, at a certain point, this industry has to grow up and it's going to be overseen by legislative bodies and it's going to be written what makes something everything's going to be contextualized and have specific definitions and legal mandates for what it's supposed to be and now it's happening and it's boring and it's going to ruin everything because bureaucracy sucks the soul out of all creativity thanks loot boxes thank <laughs> you in a weird way i think that's actually true i think that's thank how we got you so i mm, mm, mm. so is this like because i have not focused on this at all good live your life <laughs> so, like the main argument is just like because if i put a game on the apple store i want to get compensated for it right it's, yeah it's like so I, i'm a little confused about are they saying that like the if i buy a batman skin i'm supposed to be compensated more for it and if it and if it's labeled as a platform does that mean if I create a, bat, a Batman skin or I don't know how this works or whatever? I don't I know. I sound like an idiot. No, you don't because you're pretty close. And I don't know exactly, so I apologize if I'm fudging things a little bit. But basically, like in a nutshell, it's that Epic wants to keep more of its money for its game. And they don't like how much of a cut that Apple and other places get for it. There is a bit more... And this also is a little bit like the Wild West with these platforms, but they've been around for a little bit longer. Social platforms have some type of legal precedent for them already. So I think that's why the person for Apple would be trying to tie it back to that because there's a little bit more of a standing for it. They have something more to lean back on. Whereas with games, this is all new. It's happening so quickly. It's changing so rapidly. I mean, we all forget, but Fortnite really didn't become Fortnite till like, what, late 2017, 2018? It's only been a couple years here. And this game makes more... Was it, there's a number here that I saw. It made like $5 billion last year, which was... It made almost as much money on itself, or did it? It made more than Electronic Arts made for the entire year of 2018. Oh, wow. That's a lot of money. Um, from one game, you know? From one game, yeah, that's a lot of I understand why um, the government's involved now. But I, I'm <laughs> more, like... Are there going to be repercussions from this? Because yes, do you oh want more government mm. insight? Into, well, I, I, I think there needs to be because those loot boxes were out of control at one point. Um, this is we, weird, and now we're getting into politics and like our own political leanings, right? Like, I want a little bit less government. You probably want a little bit more government. But I think we can both agree on a middle line here. Whereas there needs to be some type of regulation, right? Absolutely, like, there yeah. has to be. And 
Sorry, this is just talking about the money side of it, but I've also, and we've talked about this on the podcast, but I've written about it, and I've spoken to the FBI, and I was also, the, I was recently working on a story about another I version of it. I spoke to the FBI. Yeah, I'm a big deal. <laughs> look um, at me. You're going to look like a jerk in a second when you start talking about pedophiles. call you white boy. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. Now you look like an asshole. Now I look like a dick. <laughs> anyway. No. So there are, there are pedophiles who are grooming children through these things, so clearly there has to be some type of government oversight. But do we want tons of government oversight? Like, do we want this to start stifling creativity or getting to the point where, I mean, do you want more bureaucracy in your games? Do you want more bureaucracy in your life on a daily basis anyway? Is that what well, China want? already dictates what's in our game. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I, that's a good question. I don't know. You, it's always pedophiles. It's, <laughs> that's my pedophiles go-to. Pedophiles <laughs> are always the ones that bring the government regulation upon, like, about, like, it, you're good until pedophiles start using your platform, and then here comes the government. That old government, and it's just a matter of time until pedophiles <laughs> find whatever you use, and they will always find you. Um, so I, jeez, I don't know. Oh my god, um, this I, is. I, I just think it's exciting because exciting might not be the right word. I don't mean that in like a fun way. I mean it just in the times they are a changing type way. This is going to be a landmark court case, it is, um, yeah. regardless of whatever the outcome is, just because it's two enormous companies. It's two Goliaths going at each other, really. That's the thing. Apple is undoubtedly larger than Epic Games, obviously. It's the biggest company in the world. But And Tim Sweeney, because I mean, this is a pretty genius stroke, he made it out to seem like it was a David versus Goliath situation when it's not. It's Goliath versus Mega Goliath. You know, he yeah. tried to make it seem like, oh, we're some grassroots company that's being bullied by this massive company. And in a little way, you kind of are, but that's also, I mean, Epic Games in by no way is a small, like, independent company. This is a massive, massive company that oversees arguably the world's biggest IP other than Star Wars. I, I think this is just hilarious. I just think it's like a bunch of nerds arguing what a game is and is not. It just seems like it's a Twitter argument taken to the courts. Uh, it kind of is. Funny. It even feels that way. I mean, at the beginning of this, maybe you saw this going on, but it was hilarious. You could dial in and listen to this court case, which I think was pretty awesome, and I wish everything did that. Um, and there were a bunch of fans on it who were just screaming free Fortnite, and it took them 20 minutes to figure out how to mute everybody on the call. <laughs> <laughs> free Fortnite. Fortnite's for the people. Oh, man. What is going on in the world right now? It's oh just everything's online now. Everything, social media is just bleeding into real life. Well, this is the problem with cloud gaming. <clears throat> well, not the problem. This is the problems that are coming with cloud gaming is it's just it's just a new world we live in. And I just, gosh, I, I wonder, like, what what what's this going, what's this case is going to do to games like Overwatch and games? Because you would even, cons- would you consider Overwatch a <clears throat> That's a game, right? That's not a platform. I don't know. Right? I mean, what's even the definition like is, now? Is and Destiny it, a platform or a game? Like, I used to get on to Destiny to hang out. out with my friends. So, I, man, I... Mm. Is there even a difference, I guess, is the real question for me at this point. Is there a difference between a platform and a game? Or are games platforms and are platforms games? I would just think that a platform would be a, a, a game or a, a, a tool that you use that is more social i guess but oh god but these are social too and uh, here's the other thing are the platforms even platforms because that's the other conversation that's going outside oh, of this god, trial and it's been head. going on for a while right my head <laughs> i feel like i'm in philosophy class right now are yeah platforms man. platforms i i don't know i don't know how they're how how they're gonna get get away with and not get away with this sounds like they're doing something nefarious i don't know how they can like shift the definition of a platform versus game because I don't see the difference honestly because even Fortnite you get you log in with your buddies but you're going to play like that you're going to play that game right so there is an objective right Roblox even when I'm watching my 12 year old nephew play it he's he's jumping into various you know games where they're you know they're they're collaborating to reach a certain objective that's a game to me Right, and you know that's a game within a platform. But uh, oh my god, I'm so confused. I know, right? It's like a rabbit hole situation, and there's going to be more of them. I mean, we have the Manticore Gaming, Core Gaming, whatever you want to like call it. Manticore is the company that owns it, and then Core Gaming is the thing. Um, And they're doing it too now. You're having, I mean, everything is like a live service game now. There's so many live service games, and and what does this do to MMOs? God, that's a really great question because I mean that's even more of a platform than anything else, right? Right, I would think so because World of Warcraft. I mean, and we people have got married world. in it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. We have New World coming up. Like, 
are those Ugh. games or are those platforms? They would be seem to be more platforms to me because it's, they're so social. I I don't know. This I is just know. this is just one part of this court hearing too. This isn't even what they're arguing about too. But I think that this kind of got glossed over a little bit and was sort of the bigger, the wider trend issue and talking about like what's happening in gaming and i really want to know where this is going to end up and think about how fast things have moved in the last you know three four years where are we going to be in another four or five years especially because everyone keeps talking about ai and how much better that's getting or if vr and ar get more advanced this is such a lame easy example but it's true we're going to start living in ready player one and at that point what is what are the what are the laws for these things how do they operate Wait, was the Ready Player One a platform, or the Ready Player One world a platform or a game? Let's email Steven Spielberg and see what he has to say about it. That would be a platform, right? I th- you're standing on a platform when you play it, so I guess technically, technically, legally, you would have to be a platform. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> what it, GTA Online, Red Dead Redemption Online, any of platforms these platforms are games. Yeah, right? I don't, and like the GTA Online is a big platform. For a lot of older kids, like a lot of my high schoolers, we, I just had a huge argument. Well, not argue, well, yeah, it was an argument. Why are you arguing just, with teenagers? Because I work at a high school, um, and that comes with the territory. But they were talking about how they want a GTA 6 so bad. And I'm like, you guys are not going to get a GTA 6 until you stop putting all your money into that GTA Online. And they did not understand what I was saying. And I'm like, if Rockstar is making a bunch of money from GTA, on- GTA Online... What makes you think they're going to take that money and sink it into another GTA 6, guys? Yeah, especially when one of the Hauser brothers isn't even there anymore who wrote all of the GTAs. I didn't know that. I have not been following following Rockstar This is from a while. It's because there's, I mean, there's stuff to follow. I guess there's incremental things, but there's really not that much to follow. No. I mean, but, you know, we're getting off topic a little bit. But, yeah, but that is, you know, and are we going to see, like, more of these games die? Um, More of these games I'm air quoting, die in the service of these platforms because platforms are making so much money. Let me just blow your mind with my amazing recall ability and to roll our two topics into one topic. Do it. You're either going to see this is what's happening. Every single game is going to be a live service game except for games that are like catered to a very specific audience. But if people keep attacking those games that are catered to a specific audience because they're not appealing to a wider audience, then those things are going to start failing and then you'll only have live service games. And is that the world that you want to live in? Oh, God. Oh my gosh! This I don't like this. Well, I'm I, saying I, let studios have autonomy unless you want everything to be live. Stop game. this podcast! Stop this <laughs> podcast now! I don't like this world we're, we're living in. I don't like this world we're de- we're too pessimistic. We need an optimist on this uh, podcast. I've, there are no optimists left. 2020 killed all the optimists. That's very true. And now, yeah, everyone's trying to jump on my train, being a pessimist. Like, get out of here. Yeah, I was man. here. Be- I was here in the in the 90s. You were get a pessimist before it was cool. Shoot, I was pessimist. Coming, get out of here. Get out of here. It's always been cool to be a pessimist. Pretty much all generations that were cool were pessimists. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Grunge. I don't know. Hippies, I guess, were pessimists. Were hippies cool, though? I don't know. Now we're really getting off topic. 90s but, rap was very pessimistic, like, and that was the best type of rap. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, look, all I'm saying is, is that that's the worst timeline, and I just laid it out for you, and it seems like we're heading towards it. So if you want it to change, uh, maybe stop yelling at House Marquet. Yeah. House Marquet. House Marquet. House Marquet. House Marquet. That sounds like yeah. a really like high end like a gin or like a certain type of like a perfume that's made of gin. Or maybe it's just a high end game studio. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe it just, they just make these high end game. I mean, they they are they're undefeated in my opinion. Um, they make a lot of good games, and Returnal is just return the form for them. So yeah. well, now you're just a fanboy, dude. Um, I'm not a fanboy. You're such a fanboy. I'm not a fanboy. Does Returnal remind you too much of Control is my question. No, because Returnal actually feels good to play. Okay. Oh, man. Bing. I'm all right Um, with that. I did not like Control. I'm like one of the only people. I love Control. Control was my game of the year when we did game of the year that year, I believe. I remember. And I was um, like, you're dumb because it's not. But it was... I don't know. I love that game. I just love the feeling I got from that game. It was a game that I could not put down. Um, the story was, I, I don't know. It was just, it, it did everything that I wanted it to do. And I hear a lot of people complain about the controls, but it never bothered me that much. But then if I, but when you play Returnal, I mean, man, I, I know it's, snappy is a word that uh, game reviewers use a lot. I, I don't work in the industry, so I can use it all I want. But man, them <laughs> controls is snappy. 
it just, it, it feels good. And that that controller, I understand why people love this controller so much. The controller's amazing, and they need to do more stuff with it because so far Astro's Playroom is the best thing I've played. I'm glad on the I was going to say that. Yeah, because Astro's, Astro's Playroom and Return are the only games that use that. Um, controller well so. why do they they make these controllers and they don't do anything with them like it's the same with the last generation too there's like a whole bunch of stuff that those controllers did that no games ever took advantage of i don't know how difficult it is to, to i don't know i don't know what it is what it behind a development cycle but i i think you can utilize this controller um look not understanding something is not going to keep me from bitching about it do it <laughs> do it i don't even read i bitch about everything i don't read shit perfect man you sound like you should be verified on twitter like shit, most people are. I, I should have a number. Our podcast should be number one because we don't read. That's what all the number one podcasts are from. That is now people officially. That's our our tagline. Number one podcast for people who can't read. We're actually the name of the podcast is called "People Who Play Video Games Who Can't Read." There yeah. we go. There we go. Now that's a niche uh, audience that I want to tap into. Uh, look, we're running out of time. We talked about a lot. Most of it was gloom and doom, but. Things that are not gloom and doom is that we're going to be doing our podcast a lot more and that we want to hear from you. And we also really want to hear from you because we're going to start doing some more fun stuff. And if you want to be a part of the Donkey Kong artists, then now's your chance to talk to me and possibly be a part of the greatest podcast that ever existed. Maybe not so much the podcast part, though maybe if I like you. No one's allowed on our podcast. No, this podcast is sacred. This is our baby. But if you want to be a part of the Donkey Kong Artist, we want you to be a part of the Donkey Kong Artist. So reach out to us. We are everywhere. Anywhere you want, you can find us. Carrier Pigeon, Smoke Signal, um, like writing a note onto a paper airplane and just kind of tossing it into the wind. It'll eventually end up where we are. I will find it. And speaking of that, beautiful transition. Thank you, Pat. We have migrated to Anchor FM. So if you have been following us on SoundCloud, stop doing that. We are now on Knock Anchor FM. Uh, we, we we are adults. We are not children trying to start our rap career. Well, so uh, I, I'm uh, still uh, trying to start my rap career a little well, bit. Yeah, well, okay. All right. Well, Pat started trying to start his Peace rap career. Jam. But we are everywhere. We are on Apple. We are on Spotify. We are soon to be on Google Podcasts. So please, if you are listening, let us know where you're listening. So we or if there's any other what are these um, avenues that I need to seek out let us know we are rebuilding we are rebranding we are it it is a relaunch of the Donkey Kong artist and we are happy that you are part of the ride I can't say it any better than that all I can say is thank you very much for tuning in we love you uh, and we are going to see you next week and we have uh, some fun guests lined up as well Um, we're going to have somebody on from Yacht Club Games and then hopefully some other fun guests as well in the coming weeks so stay tuned for those We'll see you around, everybody. See you, everyone. Love ya. We love you. Bye. Fading away. 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 Fading away.